Hello, I'm your host, Neil Ortiz, Spanish teacher at Haddon Heights High School in New Jersey, and you are listening to the podcast, Who's That Teacher? Episode 1, Building Report. This show wants to motivate and inspire listeners through the experiences of teachers from different content areas. Welcome, Alice, to Who's That Teacher? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Alice Borden is a history teacher with 22 years of experience. She was the first educator of the year of Haddon Heights in 2013. Now we're going to ask you, Alice, a couple of questions. And let's start with the first one. Can you tell us something we might not know about you? Um, well, I thought maybe uh, two things. Um, since it's timely and we're in the middle of March Madness and the basketball tournament, I did play college basketball, Division Three. Oh, wow. Um, but nonetheless, and I was in a March Madness uh, tournament my no senior way. year. Yes, we were ranked nationally. I played, well, back then it was Glassboro State. Now, of course, it's Rowan University, but I uh, was the point guard for that team, and um, we went all the way to the Sweet 16, where we eventually did lose to Ohio, but it was a great experience either way. So oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Since yes, we're, that's really you know, cool. March Madness. Yes. The other thing when people ask me something unique, I guess it's unique. Um, it seems pretty normal for us, but I'm one of 11. Um, I have 10 brothers and sisters. We grew up right in this area, kind of an Irish-German Catholic family. Mm. Um, my father passed away when I was very, very young. So my mom is my hero, and uh, she raised all yes. of us on her own and certainly had many life experiences that she passed on to all of us. That's so, great. Yeah. All right, 11. Yes. Oof. I know. Charlie, Bobby, Andy, Freddie, yeah. Teresa, Timmy, Robbie, Agnes, Mary Alice, Nancy. Oh, wow. <laughs> How many battles did you have? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot, a lot of battles. Oh, all right. Uh, many of my students love you, and that's what they say. I asked them today again, and that's what they said again. We love Miss Borden. So how do you make connections with them? Um, I think, I don't know. I guess I do kind of feel like that's one of my strengths as a teacher. Um, I think one of the important parts of making connections with students, at least um, in my approach, is, you know, don't take yourself too seriously, you know, and I, I think that that's important. I think as educators, sometimes we love our content area. So we kind of think everybody's going to love it as well, and they yeah. just don't. Yeah. And we sometimes feel like if they don't know this one piece of information, then, you know, they can't go on. And that's not necessarily true. If my yeah. kids don't remember, you know, a law or an act that was passed, life will go on. So I think it's important not to, to take yourself too seriously. Um, I have always found that it's a fine balance, and I think that this is key. I feel that my students feel relaxed and safe in the classroom, that they're going to make mistakes. They're going to ask questions that maybe I've answered already numbers number of times. You have to be patient with them yeah. because they're not really paying attention. They're staring out a window or there's, you know, 15 yeah. other things on their minds besides history. So it's not the most important thing to them, even if it seems so important to yes, me. Yes, I agree yeah. completely, yes. And what do you do with those difficult students or those hard to reach? Well... Can I share a story with you? Yes. When absolutely. I was, um, you know, like so many teacher kids that go to school, I was a waitressing and I waitressed through a lot. I, since I was 12 years old, I was a waitress and that's how I kind of made my money. I used to waitress down at the Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. um, and then even Any when I was. Any particular restaurant? It was called Surf Lunch. Okay. It was great. It was right on the beach. It was a little beak beach kind of, uh, you know, hamburgers, hot dogs, mm. that kind of thing. And I started when I was only 12. Uh, my brother was there. He was like the chef, so he got me the job. Okay. Um, and then I just, you know, waitressed all the way through college. And when I was working, believe it or not, at Strawbridge's, 
the old Strawbridge's and Clothier, yes, yeah, the department yes. stores. Yes, I remember. Yes. So right over in Echelon Mall, they used to have restaurants. So I worked up in the restaurant, and it was pretty an elderly crowd f- for sure, <laughs> yeah. as you might imagine. But we had an old waitress there. At least she seemed old at the time to me because I was a young kid. So okay. she probably was my age now, but oh, okay. at the time she seemed yeah. old. Um, and she had 13 brothers and sisters. So she Ooh. just, we always used to talk and chat. But um, I remember her saying to me at one point, her name was Miriam, that, you know, treat your customers the way that they're responding to you. So you're going to have customers that are going to be very engaging and want to talk to you and want to tell you their life story. And then you're going to have customers that they're there to eat. They don't want to engage. And I guess I kind of took that with me with students, too. I think you have to learn to understand. um, Like to give them some space. Yeah. Like if you have a student who who, um, does want to talk to you and does want to engage and talk about things outside of school, then you do that. If you have Mm -hmm. a student that might not want to talk like that, that's not um, what they're comfortable with. You have to learn to kind of respect those boundaries. Yeah. I also think that... um, And I remember saying to my son, John, at one point, who was, he was pretty smart. He was a good student. And um, he came home, he was like in fourth or fifth grade. And he had this kid, Cole, in his class. And Cole was always in trouble. And Cole got sent (laughs) to the principal. And Cole got this and this and this. And I said, well, why is Cole, why is that happening? He's like, he just, mom, he just acts out every time in class. I said, yeah, but why do you think he's acting out? I said, does Cole answer questions? And he says, well, no, not really. I said, so imagine being Cole. Imagine being in class and every single day, you don't know what's going on. You don't Mm. understand the content. You can't read the way that everybody else can. You don't have a whole lot of options. You're either going to act out and become a discipline issue. Right. You're going to act completely disinterested, not care about the content because that's cool. That's way cooler. Right. Um, Or maybe you're just going to withdraw and you're just not going to participate at all, and you're going to be the quiet kid. You don't have a whole lot of options. Those yeah. three options, being the bad kid, is way better than being kind of the dumb kid, for lack of a better term, but that's how they internalize it. Yeah. And then by the time that student's in high school, this is a behavior that's been a defense mechanism for them. Yeah. And I really think that that's important that we need to understand that. There's a reason if a student is disaffected, if there's a reason a student is acting out, if there's a reason while the student um, has behavior issues— I think you you have to take the time to get to the cause of that. There has yeah. to be something um, that is causing that. So that's one part. I also think uh, the student that can be difficult in class, I mean, right, this is education 101. Yeah. You don't back them into a corner. Don't put students such as that in situations um, where they could be embarrassed because you're going to lose as an educator. Right. You back a teenage kid, 16, 17, 18-year-old kid into a corner and the teacher's just on most occasions not going to win. They're going to yeah. react in a way that is not controlled. Yeah, and it's going to escalate. Yes, absolutely. Always give them an out. If there is a discipline issue within the classroom, give them an out. You can choose this, this, or this. What yeah. is your choice? So I think those are good strategies just to kind of use. But I, I do think it is, like you said, about building rapport, um, making the connections with the kid. I think sometimes, you know, little things that you can do that really pick up on, like if a student comes walking in, they have a Sixers jersey on, you know, you might say, hey, how did the Sixers do last night? Even if you yourself don't like basketball, you just engage in that. Or if a student has, you know, we're in this area, right? It's the Jersey Shore. Everybody's got their shores. Oh, Cape May. Oh, I, you know, I go to this beach. Just trying to make a connection with them outside of just the content content, area. And I've always thought that that's important. And just... um, Actually, using humor, 
You know, I yeah. use humor to diffuse situations as yeah. much as possible. I think it's good for them to see you in vulnerable positions. You know, I'll dance, I'll act goofy, you know, and I'm a terrible dancer. Yeah. I'll sing even though I'm a terrible singer. Yeah. You know, and, and just I'll draw. We all know that. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not that bad, uh, um, but just that you're a vulnerable person too, and then it it puts them at ease. And I really do feel that the key, at least in my classroom, is that the kids feel comfortable. They can, you know, just speak out. They they can relax. It's not a tense situation. Um, but there's also going to be classroom management, and that's just that's a really fine balance keeping classroom management while also keeping yeah. it. Kids can tell a joke and, hey, guess what happened to me? And at any point, you know, it, it can just be more of a conversation than a history class. Yeah, yeah. And I remember my daughter said uh, also that she remembers when like you were relatable, that you were a human being. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, so it's uh, because of the things you just said. Right, um, right. Well, one of the things with history, too, I think that it's important um, – Again, not taking yourself too seriously. Typically, every year in the very beginning of the year, how many of you like history? And if a class of 25, maybe four kids raise their hand. And that might be a lot. Yes. You know, so um, so I tried. One student today told me that she didn't like history at all and that she likes it now is because of you. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have heard that from students and that's kind of one of the things that I hold on to. And that's one of my goals is to make history come alive. And I think I try, I tell them personal stories. I tell them stories about my mother and her stories growing up in the depression. We just finished world war II, And there's so many wonderful stories. My yeah. husband's um, uncle was killed on the very famous ship, the Juno. I don't know mm -hmm. if you remember that yeah, I, the story of the Juno, there were, there was five Sullivan brothers, five brothers um, and a Japanese torpedo strikes the ship and all five brothers died. Mm. And my husband, uncle, uncle was on that ship and that was the ship also wow. where so many of the some of the guys actually survived the attack and then were in the water but they didn't send rescue boats and yeah. then in that scenario they kind of were attacked by sharks you know oh my gosh. so when i have a picture of um my husband's uncle on the board and we actually have his last letter that he wrote home to his family just talk about i can't wait wow. to get home and see all so it makes it real it makes yes. it come alive yes. and i you know i go through the whole story of his letter and everything and then i said yeah and then two weeks later he got hit on the ship to juno so you know it, with my content in particular i think it lends itself to that to, yeah. to make those connections and also always trying to put the kids in the situation you know so again using the the period of world war ii you know, we just finished the use of the atomic bomb in Japan. Mm -hmm. So you're Harry Truman, and here's your options. What would you do? And it just makes it oh, real for them. Like, like yeah, they like then relevant, have to, yes. right? Before we start to judge what happened and debate, was the United States justified in using the bomb? Yeah. You know, put yourself in the position of the people at that time. Put yourself in the position of those that had to make those decisions. Yeah. And I think I it like just, that. Yes, it makes it makes it come alive. I guess. Yeah, to engaging. Them a bit. Yes. Yes. All right, so now in this section we're going to have now is the guest challenges me to do something. Uh -oh. So I want you to think about something that you can challenge me I with. feel like I want to make you sing now yeah. oh. since you made fun of my singing. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right. if you want to do that. <laughs> um, actually, one of the yes. things that I wanted to do was, um, and anybody that's been in my classroom, they know, there's at least one thing that I guarantee every student and any of my students that are listening to this are going to know exactly what it is. Okay. Each student will leave my class by the end of the year knowing one specific date. All right. Now you have to keep in mind that I'm from Colombia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I still think you will know this date. All right. All right. So it's on every test as extra credit. 
Wow. Every single test. Um, I've had students that now still on that particular day, they text me or send me emails, students that I've taught 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And they'll remind me of this date. So you ready? Yes. Okay. What is the exact date of the Japanese attack at Pearl Harbor? Oh, December 23. And then the year. Wait, was it December 23 or December 7? All right. Let's think about the year first. <laughs> That's a tough question for me. I have watched Pearl Harbor and I actually like history. I love okay, history, good. actually. Yes. I can't imagine anyone not liking history, but again, you know. Well, you have many students who yes. don't like history. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do like history. Um, oh, I thought you were going to ask me about something like I know. Uh, American Revolution or something. See, no, no. <laughs> All right. Um, You're close, though. Okay. Um, trying to think about the year. I'm clueless with the year. Uh, well, it's 19. Well, do you know what year the war starts? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, because uh, that's what I'm thinking now on the 42. And then, so it has to be before the 38. 30. All right. I'm going to give you my final All answer. Right, final answer. Yeah. So it's December 23, 1939. Close. Oh. Now, one of the good things in the very beginning of the year, honestly, I'll get answers like in the 1800s and so forth. So okay. by now, the students have gotten the question. They have it memorized. December 7th, 1941, oh, a date which will live in infamy uh, or not, which is what I always say to the kids, because a date we will never, ever, ever forget. And yet okay. the further away from yes. that date that we get, the less and less we remember. And I use that as kind of a, I guess, a philosophy. Yeah. That, you know, everything everything is relative at that time. There's not one person that wouldn't know that date yeah. that's in their 80s or 90s. They would all know it. Just like maybe, sadly, our generation, you know, 9-11, and, and where were you when the 9-11 attacks happened? I even say to the kids, do you remember, especially these kids most recently, yeah. do you remember exactly where you were when you found out school was canceled yes. in March of 2020? <laughs> And they all, yes, I know exactly where I was. I was in March 14, wasn't it? Uh, Friday. It was a Friday, and then we didn't go back to school that yes. Monday. We all thought we were going to be out for two weeks. Yes. Right? But the kids, and I said, well, that's what Pearl Harbor was. Like, so when you think of history as these random dates where things happen, yeah. it was very real events. And I kind of use that as my philosophy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And I, that reminds me that uh, uh, one of our uh, guests uh, later on is going to be Alison Luwer. Oh, yes. And she has some relatives who are from Japan mm -hmm. and were affected because of this. Yes, we just actually talked about that today. Yeah, yeah Executive Order 9066 with yes. the Japanese internment camps. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to be talking about that later on today. Yeah. All right. The next section is uh, having three questions to our guests. And the first one is... Your most memorable moment in the classroom. What is that? Hmm. In the classroom. It has to be in the classroom? Uh, in the hallways? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The hallways are always an adventure for sure at a high school. Um, I cannot say like field trip because I know you don't like field trips. Yes, I don't. Isn't that bizarre? A history teacher who doesn't okay. like field trips. Okay. That's okay. Um, hmm. All right. So... I'm not sure that this would be comparable to what other people might share with. Um, but for me, anyway, it was a turning point on how I approached education. Okay. All right. It was an eye opener. Carly Turner. I don't know if you remember Carly. 
years Sounds ago. Uh, had to be 2015, maybe she okay. graduated. She was. I know. I could picture exactly where she's sitting, hmm. and she was my one of my AP students. And um, by then, I was teaching AP, and and it was still relatively new as an AP teacher. So okay. trying to figure out what I was doing yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm going through all this content and all that, and and you know, just saying that you know, you guys got to learn this, you got to know this. As you mean, and she kind of raised, and she was a sweet kid. She was a wonderful kid, okay. and she raised her hand and she said, "Mrs. Borden, what you don't understand is we don't really care about the content. We just care about the grade." <laughs> And I remember feel I remember like at first thinking she was joking and she goes, No, I'm serious. And I felt like somebody punched me in the gut. Yeah. Like and that's part of I guess what changed my philosophy. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. You know, a student like her, she was a high achieving student. She took all AP classes. For her, she was taking AP history because she's an AP student. It wasn't about learning more and engaging yeah. in the topic and and understanding the curriculum. And I really do feel like it just it it knocked the wind out of me. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And I had to kind of reevaluate how I approach teaching, I suppose. Yeah. So I tried to find a balance. And now, since that moment, I've kind of, all right, here, we're gonna make a deal. We're gonna make a pact. I think it's important. I don't care about your grade. I know that that's what you care about. Yeah. I care about that you leave here with a better understanding of history a better understanding of the cause and effect of how things relate to each other in history, mm -hmm. better understanding with your your relationship with with your country. Because I say that too. Every single person in that classroom has a different relationship with their country. Yeah. And I want them to understand their relationship with the country. And that's what's important to me. Yeah, I like that. It is. And, and one of my famous favorite quotes is, you know, history is to a civilization what memories are to an individual. Mm. You know, you can't feel connected to your country unless you know its history yes. so that's what's so important to me and to hear a student say yeah i don't care about any of that yeah. it, it did it, it so now our agreement is you guys are going to learn the content you're going to not just regurgitate it for a test but you're going to understand the concepts concepts cause and effect and so forth and understand the important decisions that your country had to make and i'll provide opportunities for you to get the grade that you want yeah. But it has to be give and take. I give a lot of um, extra credit. Um, I have AP students and, and students There's um, at local community colleges. There's lectures. Yes. You know, and, and my students, I'll provide extra credit. You go listen to this college lecture, lecture, and it basically provides them with a college atmosphere and knowledge and content about their nation's history. Mm -hmm. And that's a win-win. You know, yeah, I, I remember taking my daughter. Yes, she oh, wasn't you did. Driving, yes, I'm sure you were very yet, happy so. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So things, even movies. Like but she one, even liked them. She said yeah. that she liked those. And I think it's a great experience for the kids too. They're going to see what more of a college, and it was college professors from all over the place. So you had professors yeah. from Penn University or you know Princeton would speak authors of books. Yeah. Um, and it, I just thought that they were great experiences. I use yeah. movies as extra credit. Yeah. You know, so there's so many. I kind of fell in love with history through movies. Mm -hmm. I remember watching the movie about Buddy Holly. Sounds I was a little kid and I saw I have no idea what you, it is. No, Buddy no, Holly? No. See now you thought you were a singer, maybe not. <laughs> uh, Buddy Holly and the Crickets? No? You never no, no? Sorry. All right, famous singer in the you know, that'll be the day, Peggy Sue. No. Uh, oh, Mr. Ortiz. No. Um Malcolm X. When okay, I saw, yes, yes. Okay. When I saw Denzel Washington's portrayal of yes. Malcolm X, you know, I just I just fell in love with characters like that, and then that inspired me. So then I read everything I could about Malcolm X, and mm -hmm. I just got involved in in history because of movies. So I'll, 
share that with the kids. Like just recently, the kids watched Race. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Jesse Owens' story. Yes. And it's a phenomenal movie. And it was shocking to me that a majority of the kids had never heard of Jesse Owens. Hmm. You watch that movie and you're like, oh my gosh, that yeah. guy was great. Yeah. Cinderella Man's another one. That's yes. probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I love that one. Yes. Russell Crowe, wasn't it? Russell Crowe plays yes. James Braddock, yeah. who it was a story of the Great Depression, you know? And we yeah. can't, contrary to what many people might think, history teachers don't just show movies in class. <laughs> um, but I give them to them as extra credit. You know, you just don't have the time in class. Yeah. So going back to what Carly said, they have an opportunity to get the grade that they want. Mm-hmm. And I fulfill my goal of them kind of coming in touch with their their own personal connection to their country's history. Yeah. That's the goal. That's great. Uh, the next um, question is, what's the first ingredient to be a good teacher for you? You might kind of have mentioned that, or maybe you have another ingredient. I think, to be honest, and this is going to sound cliche-ish and even corny, um, but you got to love kids. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, we've all seen and we've all had teachers and instructors. They may love, love, love their content, but they don't like kids. Yes, that is <laughs> you true. You know, and te teenagers, the the group, you know, I mostly juniors and seniors, mm -hmm. um, they can be tough, you know, yeah. and you have to like kids. You have to want to help kids. Yeah. And like I said, I know that that sounds cliche-ish, but for me, that's always been the, the guideline, you yeah, know? I agree. Um, what's best with the kids. I enjoy being around the kids. I think it keeps you young. Um, you know, I'm the the boomer who they're always making fun of and, you know, the <laughs> lingo trying to use today. And I, I just say it to act corny and, and just kind of, yeah. um, you know, and they laugh at me and, and that's fine. That's all part of it. Yeah. But I enjoy, I enjoy the teenagers. I don't know if I could teach younger kids. I'm going to be honest. I enjoy, really? well, by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're, they're, they have a maturity where, you know, you can kind of joke around with them. You can tease them. Um, yeah. And I, I just really liked the kids. And I think I knew I wanted to be a teacher from day one. I wanted to coach, too, which I did. Mm -hmm. I coached a couple different sports. What did you coach? Not here at Heights. Okay. That was earlier in my career. I coached um, basketball at Audubon High School, which okay. is just a, a local district. And uh, I coached tennis. And I coached track. So... Oh, wow, I, look at know. You. I know. I know. I was know. a three-sport athlete. Yes, yes I was. I know. Um, so I initially, you know, wanted to coach as well. But then when I came here to Heights, I had already had all my babies, and it was just too much. So I yeah. actually coached all the all their little, you know, town leagues and stuff oh, like wow. that. Yeah. So I just I've always been involved with kids. It's just been something I've always done. Yeah. So I think that that's if you don't love kids, it's going to be a hard job. Yeah. All right. And the final uh, question here is: um, Think about your unforgettable student who That's do you think that one. would be <laughs> well we were we were joking right saying unforgettable could be going a couple different directions yes. ah, it's so hard i think our listeners could think right away on one like oh i got one well there's certain students that you certainly connect to i was also like advisors for different clubs you yeah. know i had our student government for a while here at heights the heights heroes club is close to my heart i started that club a number of years ago mm-hmm Um, and so some of the early, uh, Jake Campbell. Yes. And I have to mention, you know, all the Campbell kids because God forbid if one of the Campbell kids heard this and I didn't mention all of yeah. their names. I, would I had be in three trouble. of them. I didn't have one. I know there's one left. <laughs> um, so I, I am retiring, so I'm not going to have the last Campbell child, yeah. but I had, you know, Maggie, Pat and, and Jake. So, yeah. so there's students that stick out because you were involved in that with them in a different capacity. Yeah. But once, it would be very, very hard to kind of pick one student. Um, 
And I wrote a bunch of names down trying to come up with them. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Moses Scott Ali. Did you mm, have Moses? Sounds familiar too. But, uh... Moses just, he, I had a soft spot for him in my heart because he was, uh, he was in my honors history class. It was US 2. And I guess the way I would describe Moses, it's every teacher's dream to a degree because Moses was just so excited about knowing stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like you have a student and it was almost like he was blind and then everything that you taught him, he's like, oh, he saw it for the first time. Yeah. And he was just, um, he was very gregarious. He was very outspoken. Um, he was a strong, strong individual. He wasn't academically strong in terms of his skills. Yeah. And I don't know that he really loved history a whole lot, but he was just that type of person that was engaged. Okay. Whatever he did, he was engaged. Yeah, in. which he is was, great. Right, he was present in it. I don't. I've lost touch with Moses, so I don't. I don't really know what he's doing now. But mm -hmm. right after graduation, we did talk a, a little bit, but then we kind of lost touch. Um, Kay Sheehan, who was one of my early years here. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Sheehan girls, Emma and Kay. Okay, uh, no, I, I still so. talk to um, occasionally the bars, Jake Bar. Okay. Yes. Molly Bar. Okay. Um, Jake was just, you know, restored my faith in humanity. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> He's nice. Such a great kid, you know. Yeah. Just in terms, you know, our generation. Yeah. Oh, what are we going to do with this generation? <laughs> yeah. And Jake certainly was indicative of there is a future oh, <laughs> ahead that's great. for us. Yes. Um, remember Natalie Hales? She went to West Point. Yes. Very happy and proud of her. Yeah. Um, Billy Hamill was a f was somebody uh, who sticks oh, out. This is very recent too, right? Billy Hamill was the year of the pandemic, so he graduated yeah, 2020. in 2020. Yes. Yeah. So there's so many students. I can't imagine. I don't know how I would pick just one. Just one. Yeah. So there's. Yeah, that's good. That's each, good. Each each year, you know, there's a. I love our teachers' choice. Yes, um, I was actually thinking about. Yes. Your teachers' choice one year you chose. I did. Two that was like the coffee. Oh yeah! Time wow, that, that you was had. that was long time ago. Yeah, yes. that was. Um, oh, now I'm gonna forget her name. Uh, Lacey? No. One was I think one was Molly. I didn't have any of them. Oh, that year I actually took four. I called them the Four Musketeers. Oh, oh yes. Remember that was Maddie Ritchie. That was Molly Barr. Yes. Um, and Lindsay Sicalise. Okay. But they were like the three musketeers, and okay. I, I had to have. I was like, I can't just pick one. Okay. Um, and yeah, they were in my room. Every they were AP students, same thing. Yeah. You know, very nervous about their grade. They'd be in there every morning <laughs> during homeroom, and and so yeah, I got I got pretty close with. I couldn't pick just one, but the teachers' choice is just such a great great um, event that we have here at yes. Heights. You know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's. Oh, that's great. That's great. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Alice, for joining us today. And I know you were terrified uh, having us. <laughs> terrified is a tough, you know, <laughs> no. tough word, but I'll give it to you. Okay. Uncomfortable. Uh, How about we use that one? All right. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That sounds Uncomfortable. good. All right. Fine. Uh, so my best wishes to you in the future. Thank you. I just heard last week that you are leaving us. Yes, and, I am. Uh, so this is like perfect planning, having you in our first episode and so we're gonna definitely miss you here yes, at Heights. I'll miss it as well. I'll miss it. And to everyone, thank you for joining us today. Our second episode will be with Ryan Yaniak, a math teacher with a great sense of humor. See you guys next month. Bye. <laughs>